lights down Hand over my crown Hand over my heart I do this for my town I do this for my crowd So turn me up real loud My time, my time None of you people can tell me to stop Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of MGR Unplugged. I'm here with Debbie today. He's uh, joining me as a co-host today again. Um, last week, we had a great episode with um, Anthony. Anthony Doc, I mean, if you guys missed it, uh, go back one week. And uh, it was it was great. I really like He's a good friend. And he always has a lot of good stuff to uh, to share with me. So we, we discussed everything. We didn't get into a lot of his past because that's what we did over a year ago. But um, we did talk about some current stuff including politics and covid and a lot of things so if you guys missed it um go to youtube and or or your uh, podcast channels and uh check it out on youtube we'll probably have also not just a long episode but we also have a couple of short um eight to ten minute segments with some of the highlights so you can pick it up there uh but today david we're here to uh have a talk about a couple of things that happened over the last uh week or so and uh one of the first ones that i wanted to uh, talk about is actually tiktok I don't know. You've been following this thing. I know. I know you have. Uh, you know, honestly, not really. I did in the beginning, but now well, it's well, so well, convoluted. That's the, that's I was the thing. Like, I, I um, figured out. I know, but that's the thing that you know. We knew that TikTok was going to be banned in the U.S. We knew that President Trump put a deadline saying um, either it becomes American or basically it's going to be banned from the uh, from the App Store for basically for for American users, which is about a hundred million or something that I know of. Um, anyways, it seems like they finally, Microsoft was the leading uh, candidate to buy it. For some reason, I don't know exactly why Microsoft fell off of grace with TikTok or ByteDance, the parent company. Then Oracle came to the picture and they were supposed to be buying it out. Then um, it was only the, uh, the US, Canada and Australia, I think. And then it became global operations, moved the headquarters to, to the US. And, um, and then the final thing that, you know, was finally supposedly approved by uh, President Trump was that um, it was a partnership between Oracle and Walmart, which I don't know where Walmart was coming from, to be honest. So I, basically it's hosted on the Oracle cloud, but then Walmart is handling the commerce aspects of it, I believe, and the advertising. I is think. that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't know the connection between Walmart and uh, a retailer, basically, and TikTok. I mean, it made more sense for me when it was Microsoft or any of the other I think it's a great move for Walmart. Well, for Walmart, yeah. Because, like uh, we've discussed many times, I think the future of the next five to ten years of e-commerce is going to be social commerce. Social commerce. And that's why I said that that's Amazon's biggest weakness is that they don't have any social commerce plays yet uh and now walmart is going to own tiktok or part of tiktok which is the fastest growing social platform and i think it if they know what to do with it whether they do or not i don't know but if they know what to do with it then they can drive i think that it could be very lucrative for them in the future but do you really think that they need to know much i mean they uh, tiktok is working very well right now no no no, but i need to drive revenue for walmart right that's the key oh for walmart yeah um yeah i'm sure they get some advertising a lot of advertising revenue no 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 no, no. i don't mean advertising i mean to get people to buy things from either walmart directly or walmart associated brands Mm -hmm. um and that's i think that they can do a lot i don't want to get into the whole thing but they can do a lot with that 
uh especially because tiktok has both videos and live streaming i think they can do live stream shopping i think they can do brand partnerships with all the top creators right uh they can have like so if a creator is wearing something in a video they could have a little banner at the bottom that says buy whatever they're wearing like things mm. like that there's a lot you could do i don't know if walmart's going to do all those things but there's a lot you can do with it well just the the details that we have so far of the deal which is not even finished yet by the way but uh, it looks like ByteDance um, valued TikTok at $60 billion, which is, we were talking about this a few weeks or months yeah, ago. Yeah, initially when it was Microsoft, it right. was 20 and then 30, and I said, that is so low, That's it's crazy. Steal, right. Even right. 60, I think, is low, but it's better than 30, obviously. Uh, yeah, so they're valuating TikTok at $60 billion, which means that um, the 20% that uh, Oracle and Walmart are getting is actually split between the two of them, not evenly. It's, uh, Oracle is 12.5% and Walmart is 7.5%. So basically that means that the U.S. valuation, the, the U.S. portion of the valuation is basically 20% of the 60, which is $12 billion. So that's how much money the, the two American companies will be paying for the 20% worth of uh, how they pay is not even clear yet if it's stock exchange or, or or any other kind of form of payment but it's basically valued at 12 billion now the deal is not finished right now because if you guys remember uh china also changed the uh law as far as technology exchanges between countries or basically protecting their own intellectual property so now ByteDance, the, the parent company of TikTok, has applied for the license to export um, basically sell, in other words, TikTok to the U.S. too. Basically. The thing I don't understand is that they said the algorithm might not come with the app. Right. And if that's the case, right. Uh, I mean, the algorithm is the app. Right. That's the whole thing with the app. I mean, I, the I, filters and all, all that can be copied very easily. Right. We <laughs> see all these companies copy each other all the time with right. that shit. The algorithm is the app. And if they don't get the algorithm, then the value of the app to me is, I mean, that's 80% of the value right. and is I, the algorithm. I completely agree. And, and, and to be honest, I've been reading, uh, not a lot, but I mean, like at least five or six different articles for different news sources. And it's not very clear what they mean by the algorithm or they mean by the intellectual, pro intellectual property. Um, I mean, the algorithm is basically the recommendation sure. algorithm. Right. The no, it's, for it's you page is what it's called. Right. Which you know, uh, if Oracle is basically hosting the platform and everything, uh, I don't know how it can split. I mean, we have pretty smart people here to see how everything is working. And I doubt that that's the case uh, because they were also saying that, no, they didn't mean the algorithm, they mean the whole ownership, which they were saying that will still be majority controlled by ByteDance or China, basically. Whereas it looks like we will have four out of the five board members being Americans. Right. The argument was basically, okay, well, it's going to be hosted on Oracle Cloud, so an American company. The advertising is going to go through Walmart, another American company, and then they have board members so that they will have full oversight of everything going on. Right. We'll see. Um, the bottom line is that nothing is... Trump did approve the deal. In the beginning, he said, I don't know enough. I need to review it. Um, and he kind of threatened to shut it down, I think it was last weekend. Um, and then he finally said, okay. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, he's been threatening it for a while. And yeah, then he said this Sunday, I think. Sunday. Was but it, it was stupid because it's not the app is banned. It's app downloads. Downloads. So, people so if you already have it downloaded. It, right, right. 
exactly. So it was new downloads, which actually was even worse because what right, happens because then a bunch that, of people just start downloading it who didn't have it. Right. People were downloading it fast. And if you actually end up banning the future downloads, that means that you don't have updates to your app, which will be even more vulnerable to potential you know, uh, hacks or whatever, because you have no security updates or anything like that. So anyways, that didn't happen. And, um, Trump did approve the deal. Now is by has applied for the license for, um, export. Um, and then it's up to the Chinese government to sign off. So we'll, we're expecting the results or the decision in the next, uh, week or so. We'll see what happens. So, but yeah, 60 billion is a little more reasonable than what we were talking about before. So well, speaking uh, of decisions, Quibi? Next topic. Quibi. Oh, I forgot. I, sorry. What, I, thought we, I thought you were going to the election. Oh, the we can debate. do that. Yeah, let's do that, actually. It's better. They so, always say decision 2020. Decision, decision 2020. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I so, got to say one thing I want to say. I You hear this? I hear this every single election, and it always just makes me laugh. Every election, what do they always say? This is the most important election. They were even doing it in the midterms in 2018. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, guys, it's the midterms. Most people don't even vote in the I midterms. Don't anyways. even know this is a but midterm. But they always it say like that. A test it's always the most important election of our lifetimes. Yeah. Well, we do have the most anticipated debate ever in the history of the U.S. elections. I think, up until. Do you really now. think so? Well, I think so now. I mean, I'm sure lots of people will watch it. I, I, I mean, I, I remember I didn't care much for the debates, to be honest, and I didn't watch a whole lot of the uh, Democratic uh, debates when they were basically uh, having their inter-candidate debates. Or, but for the election, for the for the election debates or the uh, electoral debates with the, the two candidates. Um, I remember I last mean, year... the Trump-Clinton ones got a lot of views. Yes, well, that's the too. thing. The last year, there were major events to the point that they actually affected ratings for everything else that was happening those evenings. I mean, f- national NFL football ratings were down. Uh, any sporting event that was happening, baseball, whatever, even TV ratings for the rest of the stations. I mean, everybody was covering the debate, but it was a major event when, when Trump and Hillary Clinton were on debate. Uh, for three times or whatever. I think this, the vice presidential debate didn't take that much uh, value. But, but uh, here's my thing with the debates. You think at this <clears throat> point that Biden and Trump having a debate is going to sway anybody's vote? Well, like you we, really think that people who, <clears throat> I mean, most people, I think are pretty decided on who they're going to vote for. Not really. If you're a Trump supporter, you're going to vote Trump. Yes, you don't care what happens. And if you're a if you're a Biden supporter, if you're a Democrat, you think any Democrats are going to watch the debate and say, "Oh, Trump, that's a good point. I'm going to vote no, for you." I don't of disagree. Not. I don't disagree with so you. So what's the point? It's just a show. I don't disagree with you, which is double negative. Maybe it's, I agree with you on that, but I think this year more than ever the middle of the undecided pe- people or people on the fence, even people that were pro-Trump before, and now they're kind of like, hmm, I don't know if I want four more years of the same. And people that were maybe more democratic, um, thinking, I don't know if I want Biden because he's proven whatever issues he has, you know. Um, and uh, after all, Trump, they may say, okay, didn't do too bad until before, until COVID happened or whatever. There's many more people now that are undecided or being swayed in every direction. And especially now that people I, are, hold on, people that are so edgy these days for everything that happens in the news, um, what is uh, civil unrest or obviously the COVID or any other thing that's happening now, um, 
it's making people i mean you wake up every morning meaning me too like oh it's gonna be a great day oh no fuck this happened whatever you know so so we're much more you know that's if you read the news i just i don't consume news anymore no i know my days are great either but it's just like you don't have to consume news this day to see that things that upset you and things that make you feel like okay well hopefully we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel you know so i think this year more than ever people will tune in just to find some clarity when you finally you don't have you're not reading headlines that may be subjective or extracted from another you know major uh, event or something like you many times you actually read articles in reputable news sources i mean like any news organization but you think that's not going to happen with the debates yeah well well debates will happen the, the, the problem that i have with debates is that they give the candidates so little time right of course that they so cannot you, explain their whole thing debates are just like who can get in their quips who can get in the good one-liners and that's uh, is that a good way to decide who should be the well, leader I mean, debates, of the free uh, world we've seen how the the polls which is another whole topic by itself but um the polls do show that the point separation between I'm the candidates that, change not, after the debate. So obviously, sure, people, but I'm saying the debate format is terrible. Well, the format, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, they, they have, I mean, they. It's like debates are really. I mean, it's a little different when it's two people, but like when it was like the Democratic oh, debates, no, that's different. and they yeah. have ten people up there. Yeah, everybody's just trying to get their one liner in, right? So right. that they sound good yeah, and they those have their are, sound. Those bite. are but those even, are silly. I mean, I mean, even when they have the, the debate th- number one and two. But the and problem is like, okay. Because they make them talk, right? If it's like an hour, two-hour debate or whatever, they have so many topics to discuss, right? No, it's like, they, they just want to narrow it down. Sometimes no, know, they say like, foreign policy. Sometimes they say... Right, but, but okay, that's so fucking broad. Tonight is domestic policy. Do you know how much shit there is in domestic? That's everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they'll go and they'll spend five minutes on healthcare. They'll spend the whole debate talking they'll, about They'll, they'll spend five minutes on healthcare. It's like healthcare is one of the most complex nuance. You could have a three-hour debate just on healthcare policy. Forget everything else. So the idea that we're going to spend five minutes on healthcare and move on is fucking crazy. No. Well, okay. But let's, let's stick to the actual debate. Um, it'll be what we know so far. And we're recording this on a Thursday, September 24th. And the debate is actually on the 29th, so it's like a five days away. I think okay, it's Tuesday. With what I said, now I think who has more to lose is probably Biden because Trump's base is pretty strong. I don't think Trump's base is going to be swayed by anything that happens in the debate. I think the people in the middle who are on the edge, um, if Biden is kind of uh, has some senile lapses or doesn't seem very sharp i think he has more to lose than trump if that makes sense um yeah I think, as far as if it doesn't go well yeah for him i think um, i think but biden, i don't know i mean yeah. i mean i think biden has improved i don't know whatever he's taken but uh he he, he uh, has, they'll both be on adderall don't worry about it yeah i know they'll both but, but be backstage um, pills. but biden has been sharper lately and not so many goof up answers or forgetting things or whatever but uh um, I think, I think, but Trump can also pull his phone in his mouth all the time and, and act not presidential, which is what people want to know. You know, I mean, I, I think, I actually think some of the things but, that Trump does and says are fine. You just know how he does it or how he but says it. But my point is, I think it's not of whether you like him or not. It's just, I think Trump's base, I don't think 
Trump supporters are going to flip based on no, the No, they're not. They're not. Um, uh, we all agree that the hardcore Trump supporters are hardcore Trump supporters. And, and the hardcore Biden supporters or Democratic people are basically not going to change. But there's a lot of people that just vote for the best person for the job. And they just vote for something that is going to make their family be better in the next four years. That's what they do. And it even, even we know that as much as people, that's why I don't believe in the polls, and that's a whole different topic, because I actually have the sneaky suspicion, that, and this is just my opinion, and I realized this in the last probably three, four days since the weekend, that this could be a repeat of what happened four years ago, where everything was like, oh, Hillary Clinton is going to win, it's going to be close, but it's going to win, and this and that, and then surprise, surprise, Basically, mm-hmm. Trump won. She won the. You think that's? She won the. the, same the, thing the happening the, now? Huh? You think the same thing's happening now? I think. I mean, remember in 2016, it was like the reason it was like a shock was because everybody said, "Oh yeah, I mean, Hillary's definitely gonna win." Like it was like a shoe in type thing, and it was. Well, right now, right I don't now. think I don't think it's a shoe in for either candidate. I think it's well, very close. Right now, Biden has been ahead for, according to the polls, for months. And he's basically yeah, about between, know. depending on where you look, he's about seven, eight points ahead of Trump. Okay. So that's prior to I, the I know, Okay, so I agree with you. I think, yeah, I, I don't really care what the polls say either because... Right. Because um, nobody says the truth. I think, yeah, I mean, I don't. Trump has a strong base. And that's the problem. People live in their bubbles, right? So if you live in like LA or something, you think, oh, there's no way Trump would win. But if you live in like wherever in the midwest or in the south or something it's the opposite it's like you would think oh there's no way biden would win like everybody i know supports trump or everybody i know supports biden like i think people live in their bubbles but but the thing is that by the time even if if i were like a hardcore democrat or something and then biden is telling me okay well i'm gonna go back to an up up you know uh, upper class whatever situation and Biden says, okay, well, I'm going to vote back all these taxes on the this over t- uh, uh, higher tax bracket to 39.6 again. I'm going to tax um, um, uh, capital gains at the same as the income tax rate and blah, blah. And, and all the things that he may be decided to do that are going to affect my wallet, okay? When you are by yourself, I can say to my friends, yeah, because fuck Trump, this stuff, whatever, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, all that I stuff know. is very nice. It's like the closet I, Trump supporters, as right. they say. But, but when I'm at the no, booth and I'm by myself and nobody else is watching, I'm saying, you know what? I kind of, I'm okay with Trump, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm going to have more money in my, back, in my pocket or my taxes. I don't on, disagree. All yeah, that no, stuff. I, I definitely and think that's what people like that. And a lot of things, a lot of that stuff happened four years ago when Hillary was like, oh, getting all the popular vote and all the stuff. But when you get to the electoral vote, which is a whole different animal, then guess what? Trump actually won easily. So so I'm kind of suspicious that all these polls and everything that have Biden up by seven points or eight points, pre-debates, I don't know what's going to happen if they're going to go change people's opinions. But I have the suspicion that people at the end of the day, Trump's main point is the market, not even the economy, the market. And he's going to say, okay, well, look at our market compared to any other country market. Like European market is down. The US, yeah, it's having hiccups and stuff, but for the most part, it's better. I mean, just about a month ago or two weeks ago, S&P was record high, like pre-COVID numbers, uh, all-time highs, basically. Um, so, so 
we're basically, uh, and that's also for another reason, as we know, with the Fed uh, basically buying everything. But I think people at the end of the day are going to say, okay, my 401k is not really that bad. It's doing well. And I talked to people doing that stuff. They said, my stock is not doing that bad. Yeah, I lost my job, but I had a pretty good um, you know, for, uh, unemployment benefit. And then hopefully things will go back to normal like this. And I think at the end of the day, people are saying, and, and honestly, I don't know if Biden will be able to do anything differently because he doesn't have a vaccine either. So, I mean, the only thing that's going to solve everything could be potentially a vaccine that people trust. And whether it's Biden or Trump, Trump says that it's going to be one in the next few months before the end of the year, then a, a more serious one maybe happening in the spring or something. But Biden is not going to have a better vaccine than Trump. Uh, that's the only thing that will solve this COVID crisis and things going back to normal. So everything else, people say, you know what? Yeah, Trump is doing his thing and it's like a reality TV. Everybody hates him. But it, it, I, I'm kind of thinking that that may happen this time again, that uh, when it comes to voting night, we'll yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have um, no that's idea. Why I, think the debates I honestly have no idea. I mean, I normally you can kind of guess a little bit it's like like the the last one was a true like upset right but before that like when obama would run like against romney or whatever it was like okay pretty much everybody knew going into election night right obama was gonna <clears throat> win right it was gonna be a shock if ronnie won right i have no idea yeah no this i one really i really have no well, idea who's gonna win well that's the thing that's I why think i it's think so even that's why i think this year's debates are gonna be more relevant because it's the first time that we're gonna have the two face-to-face and uh, debating on specific issues. And what we don't know yet is they're going to be in front of each other or basically in person. That, yeah, I that, hope they are. I, I don't want a Zoom debate. I know. A Zoom debate or whatever when somebody's in the basement and somebody's in the oval or whatever place, it's just not the same. The body language is critical, you know. Yeah. So to see a headshot... Plus, it's, it's hard to debate over Zoom. There's delays. Yeah. There's plus. Let's be honest. Like both these guys are old dudes, so they're not great with technology, anyways. If and they have well, they, they have they have staff. But no, I mean, the main I know, thing is that those delays, when they're interrupting each other, and you have the exactly. body language, when you're stuff, talking over each yeah, other, it loses. I think people. I, I think even people on TV will drop out if they start seeing two talking heads on that shit. Even even when you see press conferences now in some basketball games or whatever, and you have the guys with a mask or whatever, it's like. Whatever, I'll read on the news tomorrow. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, but I, the, the thing is that I'm very curious to see from the media side the the viewing numbers as far as I'm sure it'll events. be pretty high. I mean, let's look at that. We it's have, on a Tuesday night. It's so. on a Tuesday night. It's 6 p.m. Eastern. No, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. I think. Uh, well, check your local listings. <laughs> but it's in the evening, and uh, I think it's going to be interesting. So, all right. So let's move on to the um, to the next topic, which is um, uh, Quibi. We are coming back to Quibi. Like it's like our favorite topic for I don't know since the Super Bowl, I guess when we, when we saw the ads and all that stuff. So Quibi is back in the news, and again, it's not back in the news for a good reason. So they did win some... Who's going to buy Quibi? Who wants to buy that shit? Well, hold on. You're jumping. Uh, I didn't say anything about buying. I didn't say it was for sale. <laughs> Anyways, no, but Quibi, you know, uh, well, you go ahead and explain Quibi since you are... You I downloaded think people know Quibi by now. I mean, uh, okay, so it's, it's a shitty streaming service that they it's tried. It's a streaming service that they have these episodes that are like, um, I don't even know how long, like... Uh, like five to ten minutes, I think. Five to ten minute episodes. And they did actually a pretty good advertising blitz on TV. Uh, about a month ago, two months ago, with all this, um, um, yeah, I mean, they tried, but kind of heart. I don't think people care. 
Uh, well, I mean, they, they definitely pulled more money from whatever they had it to. Sure, they raised how much money? Over a billion or something? I 1.7 billion or something but, like that. But who cares? I mean, I don't know. All right, well, but the thing is that they actually, it's you, funny because they did win. Do you know anybody who. I don't know Quibi. anybody. Okay. I, I see more of Quibi I don't either. in the news so, than people that say. Hey, hold on, I'm watching Do you Quibi. hear anybody talking about, yeah, did you see that new show on Quibi last night? Or did you see, like, no. Yeah. No. People talk about Netflix shows all the time or, oh, this new show's on Prime or whatever. But Do you the, ever the, hear the somebody saying. The interesting thing is that uh, we had the um, the Emmys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they probably fucking paid somebody to give them some okay, Emmys. Well, okay, well, don't be so sarcastic. But they, they did win. Um, a sure few, that does a few, happen. A few Emmys, but even, even isn't that um, the joke? Like uh, with the Oscars and the Golden Globes, they say yeah. you win a Golden Globe, or no, you win an Oscar, you buy a Golden Globe. Isn't that the joke? Well, the Golden Globes are are before the Oscars, right? But they say like, like basically, studios just buy the Golden Globes. Oh well, yeah, because they say it's like a prelude to the Oscars. They say you you win an Oscar, you <laughs> buy a, a Golden impress. Globe. Yeah, and uh, I think you buy Emmys too. Cause that's yeah. the other thing they I give they, they give Emmys to these shows that nobody's ever fucking seen. I, I mean, didn't even know the Emmys was on. To yeah, be I, I I, I, I don't totally give forgot. a damn about award shows, but it's like you give these awards to like I mean, like they were joking uh, that uh, like Shit's Creek won a bunch of Emmys. And it hey, was I watched like, that show. It's pretty funny. And it was like, yeah, but like Shit's Creek won uh, like like supporting actors on Shit's Creek won. Uh, Emmys and it was like you have famous like George from Seinfeld never even won an Emmy and it's like what are we doing here you know is this is this is this what we want us to do I mean uh, Quibi I mean they, they should have a work a viewership requirement for the Emmys of if you if your show has not hit this certain amount of viewers uh, then you don't qualify because who's watching these Quibi shows All right, what I'm talking about the show what I like is the quote from uh, from um you know, this is when the when the Emmys were on, and then uh, Jimmy Kimmel, who was hosting the uh, the Emmys, he did said, you watch any of it? No, I didn't watch any. Yeah, I, didn't I actually it. forgot completely. I think it was football or something. But we were watching something else. I forgot what we were watching. But I, I was I didn't watch anything. I didn't even know. Until, I forgot about it until later after I, I was seeing some anyways. Twitter feed or something talking Plus about it. Plus, it was but, like remote on Zoom too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all yeah. remote. Yeah, but anyways, Jimmy Kimmel was actually the host, and he was hosting somewhere, and uh, he said, he said. Uh, um, 10 Emmy nominations this year that when he's talking about Quibi, he says uh, 10 Emmy nominations this year, including outstanding, outstanding short form comedy or drama and dumbest thing over the cost to dumbest thing to ever cost a billion dollars. <laughs> I was like, I'll be shot. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the point is that despite all these nominations, and all that stuff for short form or whatever they were nominated, um, they, supposedly allegedly put themselves up or started talking to JP Morgan to find possible exit strategies which is never a, a good word for companies meaning that they're oh, trying no, to it's a good it's a great word for companies that are successful people love exiting but yeah. not when your company just launched a few fucking months ago and you're yeah, already they're launching April officially. They, they actually delayed it remember the Super Bowl had this Quibi yeah, ads we back in a Quibi blah 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 then they delayed the launch. And then obviously Jeffrey Katzenberg famously blamed yeah, a couple of boomers who didn't know anything, and they made this streaming service he, that was supposed to blamed, be for young um, people, and nobody young watched it. He blamed COVID on yeah, the on the failure COVID, of Quibi. And if it wasn't for COVID, he would have blamed the California fires. He would have come with some fucking excuse as to why it didn't work. All right. The point is, he got. <laughs> 
filled with hubris and basically two people in their 60s and isn't Katzenberg in his 70s now launched this thing that was supposed to be for young people they had no relevant stars their debut shows were like Reese Witherspoon nobody under 35 gives a damn about Reese Witherspoon well they okay have I mean they have, all they these have some other they have Kevin Hart they have some other um, they did the, uh, the they, uh, like I said I said from day one if they wanted to make Quibi successful they should have gone to the top YouTubers and TikTokers and gave them shows and yeah. people would have watched it so but, but nobody they cares raised, about Reese Witherspoon they I'm raised sorry. over 1.75 uh, billion or 1.75 from uh, big investors like Goldman Sachs, Alibaba, and all that stuff. So obviously, big, big, big shots were believing in them too. So, for whatever reason, the the question is if they sell it, and if they're looking for next strategy, what would that be, and who would buy it? Like you said, you I think, don't know. Uh, you think any? Um, I don't they, know. What do they want to sell for though? What price? Well, I don't know. I mean, the valuation is obviously up there because they don't have accomplished much but they have some original programming so you think uh, an apple but, you know everybody would be has interested a, in everybody has original programming yeah but days. you think a company like apple might be interested in buying their shows and putting them into an apple tv plus instead or maybe hulu I or i mean i think if anything any other streaming media companies well, hulu is disney now so no i don't think disney gives a damn about quibi disney's done Talk about two streaming services that launched in the last uh, 12 months. Disney has skyrocketed beyond everybody's possible imaginations, and Quibi has failed even harder than anybody would but have expected. But that's a strange thing. I think I actually think, for what I've seen from Quibi, they have some cool stuff. I mean, they have you ever actually downloaded it? And used I haven't it? downloaded. Okay, it. that's the whole. No, point. but you showed me. You did download it. Yeah, and you and showed it me. It sucked. It was boring. No, I thought all the show sucked. Well, the sh the content is one thing, but the features and the okay, yes, so technology the and all that. The technology. I mean, no, I mean the, the, the way the that you have the phone vertical. Yeah, and horizontal. Can I tell you something? I ended up watching all the shows horizontal. Anyways, the vertical thing was stupid. Okay, I didn't watch any of them horizontal or any of them vertical. But then, yeah, okay, so they had a few unique features, but that none of that matters. The content matters, and the content. So, sucked. what was the content? There was literally no shows on there that I liked. Literally none, and I had it for a month, and then I deleted it. Yeah, well, and I that's, barely a, that's what anything. a lot of people did because they they had all these million, five million downloads or whatever. Yeah, because it was a free trial. Which was a free trial. So I said, all right, I'll try it. I'll give it a right. shot. When it came to start paying for it, then people said, okay, fuck it, I don't want it. It's boring. There was literally no good shows so, on there. So let me ask you, was it just the content? It's the content. Okay, the content. so what content, in your case, would you like to see if you were to use that app? Dude, I That mean, is different than any other thing, like going to YouTube or whatever. I, like I said... They were hot. Their whole thing was we're just gonna pay big stars a bunch of money. So they paid Kevin Hart and uh, Chrissy Teigen and Reese Witherspoon. But it's like, but they're targeting young people. I'm like, young people don't care about those people. Okay, I said. No, but they have um, Hensworth and yeah, some other. Who more. cares? Well, who do you care about? I who mean, these are like I said. They are their whole goal was to target young people. Like I said, go get YouTubers. Okay, they want to throw millions of dollars at people to make shows. At least go get like YouTubers and stuff where people will actually Isn't watch. Is that what it. Twitch did to a certain extent? Let they Twitch didn't no. they get some YouTubers or exclusive contracts with them or? Mm, they they have some exclusive, but not like Twitch is free though. It's different, right? Right. Um, but no, and Twitch is live streaming. It's not shows or anything. But 
I would have gone and gotten David Dobrik or any big YouTuber and just basically said, here, make an exclusive show with us, right? That would actually probably have a decent chance at succeeding. But, and then the other question is like, do you need another streaming app? We I have know. so many. And I what, I mean, Quibi, uh, I, I, they're like the, a mix. They're like this little limbo zone between uh, Netflix and YouTube. And they were kind of in the middle. I don't know if five to 10 minute content, anybody cares, right? There's plenty of great five to 10 minute content on YouTube that you can watch. And if you want to watch something longer, that's more better produced, you can watch Netflix, you know? So I don't know if the five to 10 minute range is such a great thing. And their other thing was like, oh, people do it on the go. Like all these yeah. ads, people on the trains. It's like, but then you're competing not just with like YouTube, but like podcasts, like everybody's listening right. to podcasts on their commutes. It's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's so much competition with content these days. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I think COVID would have helped because people will confined that they have anything to do that bore out of their minds. And yeah. podcasts increased a lot, viewership, subscriptions, and everything during this time. Netflix consumption was off the charts. You know, everybody was just basically running so, out of content to watch. And Quibi never actually did it. So that means that people were not even into that short format or whatever Quibi was doing, you know. So either way, at the end of the day, a lot of these is just a hits business, right? Right. Netflix is a hit. What was one of the big shows in the quarantine? It was the Tiger King, mm -hmm. right? Everybody was talking about Tiger King for like two weeks, right? I mean, it is a hits business and Quibi has not had a hit. And in fact, the opposite. They've had shits. I mean, they've every, had every press, every press story or news story about Quibi has been negative and people yeah. everywhere are pretty much laughing, <laughs> laughing about them because you have two big shots. Uh, that I couldn't figure out how to make this work, you know, with all the money that they have behind. So we'll see. I mean, right now, I don't know if um, what the future is for Quibi, really. Um, and they are not, they are not um, confirming any rumors about selling or not. But obviously, uh, the big blitz that they did about advertising blitz about a few weeks ago didn't really capitalize into more downloads or subscribers. But even their original ad campaign, which they've since dropped, which is like, they were like, be there in a Quibi. Yeah, yeah. Try to make, were like, trying, trying to, to make, make Quibi like an, I'm like, that like is an the expression. dumbest thing. Yeah. People don't say Google it because Google did ad campaigns to say Google it. No, yeah. people did it became, because it became so it became ubiquitous organic, right. that people started doing it. You can't force that. You, right. you know how stupid it sounds? Be there in a Quibi. Shut right. the fuck up. It's, like it's the you, lamest. Right. That's an example of like, Honestly, not to be mean, but that's like an old 70-year-old coming with that idea and be like, oh, we'll make well, our Well, the adjective. thing is that I'm sure they had a good advertising agency behind that, that campaign. And not then, a good one. Well, yeah. Maybe they charge a lot of money, but they're not a good and one if that's the best they, they could they, come up they with. They didn't have enough knowledge to say, no, that's not going to work. You cannot impose expressions to people. People come with expressions exactly. and we adopt them. It's just basically the other way around. It's yeah. bottom up, not top down. So, all right. So let's move on to still in the uh, media business with uh, movie theater some movie releases um you and i actually went to see um tenet last oh there we go last friday yep. yeah which you know it's a movie that we were watching we were wanting to uh, we were waiting to see for i don't know months since they was initially yeah i mean was, i'm so desperate for new movies now i know because, but uh, and i but, like uh, nolan Nolan christopher but, nolan is one of our favorite directors him and i and then we watched pretty much all the movies from him i, I don't know if all the movies but most of the most current ones and uh, when Tenet was announced, we were looking forward to seeing it. Obviously, COVID happened. 
And then I think I was thinking maybe they do a streaming only release like they did with um, Invisible Man and some other movies. But no, they decided that it was going to be in theaters, so they pushed it back. And they finally opened at the beginning of September. I think it was Labor Day weekend or something. And uh, we didn't go. I actually foolishly thought that um, it was going to be pretty packed in the theater. So I said, I need to see the first week. We can go social distance, whatever, second, third week, which we did. Little did I know that it was going to be so much social distance. There was a good amount of social distance. I know. We were the only two in the theater in the beginning. And then right as it was starting, one guy came uh, in came in one guy it was three people in a huge theater so that this was is it. an amc theater multiplex theaters here in phoenix and um they were three people three people two of the, them were the us. two of us and one and guy. another guy that sat three or four rows behind us for the entire movie that was it i mean social distancing my ass is <laughs> like nobody there which led me to believe how are these guys making it? Because we go there and the movie theater... The funniest part of the whole thing was... So when we go in, uh, you know, I, I bought the tickets online on my phone ahead of time. Right. So I just had to scan. And uh, there's like a guy sitting there behind this like plexiglass thing. And he's like, I had to put my phone through like a hole. And he scans it. And he like was so lethargic. Like, he was like a zombie. And then he didn't even tell us because the ticket on my phone didn't tell us which theater it was in. Right. And normally they tell you, but he didn't say anything. Uh... And I'm like looking at him. I'm like, okay. And he just pointed because he yeah. goes, he just points to the left. But yeah. there's like a bunch of theaters like that two, way. Two, two major. Yeah. He just goes over there. And I'm like, and I turn around. I'm like, wait, what? And then I look back because I thought, oh, maybe it's on my thing. And it wasn't. And I was like, hey, man, what theater? He goes, oh, whatever. I forgot the number. But he goes, oh, eight or whatever. And uh, so we go. And then when we're coming out of the this theater, is two and this a is a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> the guy, this is literally his, so we're coming because now we're behind him. And he's literally like. <laughs> his batteries like, run out. Like laying like this, like in his chair. Like he's so fucking bored. I mean, poor guy. He just has to sit there for hours doing nothing. Nothing. It's and there's so few people. I know. Like he's just like. Slouchy like. <laughs> And Hope I you actually, enjoyed the movie. I was trying to be nice and say, "All right, good night." He didn't even he hear didn't me. He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. It's like and I know nothing. he can't even be on his phone because I'm sure he'll get in trouble with his boss. So he's but, like sitting there, so fucking bored. But the thing is that I mean, the whole theater they had the ticket salespeople for those who actually buy the ticket going to a theater. They had concessions too. I know they had so many. I mean, I they had more employees than I thought they would. I know. I was just surprised because there, they, I think there were. It's, as, a, it's a multiplex with 24 different theaters, which I think. Probably 18 of them were playing. Uh, I think, yeah, a lot. Movie. Most of them were playing Tenet. Tenet at different times. So we yeah. had tons of shows to choose from or, or hours sometimes. But the theater employees were pretty much normal. I mean, I didn't see much difference other than fewer people, but there were like people behind the concessions, the bars, the ticket sales in, inside, you know, the guy with the ticket scanning, all that stuff. But I, I, I mean, I don't know if I saw 10 people there. Two of us, and then maybe another five, six, seven that were going to other theaters or something. I didn't see many people. No. I no, mean, when we went in, and this is a there Friday was evening. This is Friday. This is not like when we went in. There was one couple who were buying tickets. Yeah. That was it. In the whole lobby, right. right? There were two people besides us, and then obviously when we went to the theater, it was just us, and then there was one guy. So we saw three other customers in the whole time we were there. And again, That's how empty it was. And this is a Friday night. This is like Friday at the yeah. movies. Okay, well, 
Anyway, so my so point... So basically, AMC is going to go fucking bankrupt because there's no way they well, can sustain Well, but that's the point. This. I was looking at Tenet's numbers and apparently, you know, they were saying this is not a three... Uh, you know, every time, every time you see the movie releases, they say, okay, the, where's the weekend uh, box office numbers or, you know, for the three-day weekend, they consider Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And now they're saying, well, this is not a three-day weekend. This is going to be a 30-day period to see the numbers due to the COVID and all that, which you understand. I mean, social distance, they half of the people in the theaters, if that... So, Tenet in three weeks hasn't done too bad. Uh, the the U.S. numbers uh, they say is about 36 million in domestic um, revenues, and they say they estimate worldwide because in other countries theaters have been open, especially in the China and all these big countries. I think South America still has issues that they haven't opened, but European theaters and China and, and Southeast Asia and all that stuff are open. So worldwide, they made about $250 million for the movie, Tenet, and theater distribution, which is really not bad. But obviously, it's not for one weekend. Normally, they get that in, in one opening weekend, like three days. Now they're talking about three weeks or almost a month. So we'll see how that expands in the future. But for the that's good for the movie, for the studio, because they, they, need, they estimate that the movie costs like $200, between 200 and 250 million dollars to make, yeah, which is the most expensive Christopher Nolan movie so far. Oh, uh, yeah, it was a big production, right? I mean, I don't want to say it's, anything spoil or anything. But no, I mean, I, mean, I could even there say there were some huge set pieces right. with tons of like. Oh, I don't want to say anything, but uh, well, no, it's, a, it's it, a big I mean, movie. It's and, a Nolan movie, and, and then I'm guarantee was, that you probably won't even understand the movie the first time you watch it. Which well, I'll give my review in a minute, but finish your. But point. anyways, yeah, my point is that. The movie was expensive. They, they think that they will have to probably revenue $500 million to basically start making profit. So that's... Uh, how, I don't that's think how, that's going to happen, though. Well, they, they estimate that down the road when they get to streaming and stuff, they will okay, get there. Okay, maybe, but right, right. in not, not theaters, just, not it's theaters. not No, happen. theaters, they, if they get to 350 they think it's a success. Um, but um, th that's on the movie production side. But on the theater part, I don't know how these guys are going to make it. Because AMC was threatening or saying they were going to go bankrupt back in April or something. Then they decided that they were going to open and allow people to go in without masks or anything. And then the governors of each state said, fucking happen. You're not going to do that. I know, but it was kind of, I mean, you, you were, we wore a mask in the lobby, but once you got in the theater, you didn't have to wear the mask anymore. Uh, yeah, well, the rule is that you wear it unless you're eating something. But obviously, when you're in a theater by yourself, it's like it's silly. Yeah. But you were supposed to, I mean, the, even the movie, I mean, the preview says, or the whatever uh, warnings in the beginning, they say. There was nobody checking. That's right, sure. there's nobody checking for sure. But then if you are a theater with two people, then it's like, okay, and you are basically together. It's like, all right. Uh, but the point is that the movie theaters, I don't know how they're going to make it because AMC was basically cashing in on these movies saying, okay, we're going to open for Tenet and Rambo, Last Blood, or come off a few other movies that are coming to theaters. And um, so they were counting on that to save Grace and save him. And I honestly don't think that it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to be in the fall when maybe more movies open and people feel more comfortable. But the other, the other shocking thing for me or for us when we went out like all the movie theaters, they have all this lineup of restaurants that normally feed off of movie goers. So people go to the movies and then either before or after go to a restaurant, have dinner, a snack or something, and then go to a movie or go to, a mo to dinner after the restaurant. Well, the restaurants outside the movie theater were packed. Were actually pretty full. I mean, for, I think they were yeah, a capacity. They were full. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, considering that you have to have social distance and all the stuff, but there were sushi restaurants and Italian restaurants and these. There's like a few around the movie theater and they were all packed to the new capacity with the distancing. 
but the, there were three people coming out of the movies, which is basically the two of us and the other dude. So obviously the the restaurants now are not becoming an anchor for the theater, and the theater is, no, is definitely not the, the restaurants can survive without people going to the movies. People are going to a restaurant, just not to the movies. So I don't know something. There's a disconnect over there with with that stuff. So go ahead and get to the. Uh, uh, movie uh, review or something it was good i need to watch it again uh, when it's on streaming it's one of those i mean if people know nolan i mean you know like it's very inception-esque like interstellar inception they're always very heady movies time travel um yeah i mean time travel movies are tough man time travel you just use the mic time travel (laughs) movies are tough because there's always gonna be plot holes and loopholes and all that and oh it doesn't make sense but you know that's because time travel doesn't make sense but i mean movie was beautiful you know great cinematography all that great acting all of that it it was it was good It, it was just the plot was a little confusing and some of the writing in my opinion as far as the uh the storylines was a bit I don't know. I think it could have been done better, in my opinion. Obviously, easy to say, but not my favorite Nolan movie. No, definitely not. I think Inception was better. Interstellar was better. Dunkirk was better. Dunkirk was good, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good movie. It it's, was it's refreshing a to a go mind to a twister. movie. Yeah, it's definitely a little more of a mind twister. I think, that they, they, like you said, the... But the, the acting was great. Yeah, I know. They, the, by the way, did you know the main character, his name is... Uh, oh, what's his name? He's the son of Denzel Washington. Oh, you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know. Yeah, either. his last name's some, something Washington. I forget his name, but uh, yeah, I so- saw. He's the son of Denzel. Wa- I didn't know that. Wow. He was in uh, the other movie, um, Black Klansman too, and um, hmm. but anyways, I didn't know he was Denzel Washington's son. Yeah. So, anyways. Well, one thing that we noticed too. He's a good actor. He's really good. That was kind of annoying was the volume of the. Yeah, it was really loud. Yeah, and I don't know if that was an effect. I don't know how they set the volume for the movies, like the the playback sound volume. First of all, the movie is full of action scenes with sound effects and bombs and explosions and stuff, which is fine. But the volume was so loud that it was ear piercing sometimes. Oh, yeah. And I think it's because they have a level that is set up. And they set up for a theater that is full of people, which we buffled the sound. But when the theater was empty, maybe it was more echoish or louder. I don't know. And it was, it was so loud. It was very, I mean, very there loud. There were times where you and I, I mean. Yeah, we were both And kind you of, have, you work on cars and shit with like engines. So you don't yeah. have sensitive ears. And you said you used to be a, like a security guard at concerts. Yeah, no, I'm very used so to. So you're luck. used to that. Oh, I mean, there were times where both you and I in like the action scenes were literally like, oh my God, like yeah, covering was, our it ears. It was constant, very loud. And uh, but I think that's, again, they probably had to look at that because they, when theaters are empty, you don't buffalo so much sound or something. I don't know, it sounded like real loud. So but that's just a, a technical issue. So, all right, so um, final points for this uh, podcast. And we go into the electric car uh, territory. Quick news about uh, Tesla. You're a big fan of Tesla, so I'm going to let you take the lead with um, Elon's um, battery day, which I don't know exactly what he was. And the, before. I the, mean, it was just. A, I, I didn't watch it. I just read the summary. Right. Well, yeah. But I mean, I mean, he just basically said, yeah, our batteries are cheaper, so we're going to make cheaper cars. I mean, that was basically the battery today. But and they explained but how he also he cars. also announced the uh, the new Model S feature. Yeah, yeah. Uh 520 mile range, 0 to 60 in 1.9 I think. Um seconds. 
and uh, you know horsepower increase like oh it's like 1200 horsepower or something that's like Uh, yeah but it's not cheap that one is like it's gonna be like 140 something thousand uh, but then the other, the bigger announcement to me was that uh, they said their goal is within three years to have a $25,000 Tesla. Uh, so that'll probably be a Model 3 or maybe a new model. I would assume it's the Model 3, just cheaper. That And the whole thing was uh, they're going to try to get off of Cobalt, mm-hmm. which was a big thing because Cobalt... What the fuck is going on here? That's right. Cobalt... Um, you know, the sourcing of cobalt is questionable. Yeah. There's lots of, it's, you know, a lot of it is like child labor and stuff. So that's why they want to get off of cobalt and then basically just make the batteries cheaper. And they have all these, you can look at the presentation. They explain the, the technicalities well, the as to me is that, how they're making the batteries cheaper. As much as, and then we'll get quickly into the other Nikola announcement, but um, um, Elon Musk has had a set course with tesla oh and cash flow positive for the sixth quarter in yes row, for the sixth quarter so, so they're making money so they are making money they are um making progress more than anything else and and they are proving that this battery technology is not something you can just jump into and and succeed like other manufacturers are trying to do um so there's a lot of obstacles a lot of uh, and obviously we know that the batteries are the oh, big and the other thing surprise. was they want to be completely um, vertical as far as their production. So right now they buy all their a lot of their batteries from Panasonic, which is the largest battery maker in the world, and they want to make all their own batteries in house. Right, they don't have to buy from Panasonic and all that stuff already. So. And then they'll be selling batteries to other car companies too. Mm-hmm. Now on the other side of the spectrum, we have Nikola, who uh, the CEO unexpectedly, I think, for most of people, resigned. Uh, earlier this week, I think it was uh, Monday or Tuesday or something. So this is uh, uh, Trevor Milton is his name. He's the CEO of uh, Nikola Motors, I think it's called, or I forgot what the name is. But this is the company that just um, basically merged or was partially acquired. Or this is the money laundering organization. Yeah. He, they, the GM actually acquired like Ooh, 20, hold on, it was 20%, I yeah. think. Uh, something I forget, yeah. So anyways, they did that, and then at the same time, they were accused of... Um, basically allegedly um misinforming investors and pumping out their own it's technology called, it's called fraud. fraud okay well I, it's not proven so until you are first of all well anyways they were they, they were accused of doing that um, and then even automakers to you know to pump their technology and everything maybe gm fell into a trap i think I, I think this gm thing is the perfect perfect um like summary of the difference between new up and coming companies like a Tesla and other companies versus the old companies. GM has no fucking clue what they're doing. They have no idea how they're gonna compete in the new electric car landscape. They say, oh, there's this company named Nikola. First of all, at least come with an original name for God's sake. There's already fucking Tesla. You just (laughs) took the first name of the guy now. I mean, what kind of shit is that? But second of all, they go to this company that has nothing. They roll a car down a hill in their fucking demonstration because it doesn't even move. They well, have no, no, it didn't, no, they didn't even build a car yet. The they have no technology. They don't have anything. They've never made a dollar in revenue, a penny in revenue, nothing. They're worth $30 billion. They give them $2 billion or something for nothing. No, how much did they give them? I don't even oh, remember. Quite a bit. Yeah. Billions of dollars yeah. 
for nothing for a stake in the company and a fucking week later the ceo resigns and it looks like the whole company is going to go to zero well the, the stock the stock went down logically and uh and then so um, but my point is this perfectly encapsulates how fucking poorly managed companies like gm are and they are so clueless as to what to do i mean it's embarrassing but to me it goes further than if, that if you own gm stock this is not financial advice sell your fucking stock because this just shows you how incompetent the leader gm you're one of the largest car manufacturers in the world do you have no ability to evaluate that this company is a fucking fraud and can't make well, shit well but before that what are they that's doing the, that's my point before that this company went public on june 4th yeah okay, i don't that know was their ipo who they raised billions from well, I have I know, no idea but that's the thing to go public you have the tour and all that stuff where they evaluate you and you have these big investment banks coming your evaluation and you had to prove your technology how in the world this company went public when they were so fucking but even before they went thinner? public they raised hundreds of millions yes they did a lot of companies do that because investors have a lot of money they just want to put it somewhere but the fact that they went public the stock doubled blah 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 all that stuff it was in, even attracted to gm gm invested 20 percent for billions of dollars and now the guy basically is accused of fraud and uh falsifying information and then he says he resigns and get this he still walks away with 3.1 billion dollars okay so that was part of the agreement which good for we'll him see what happens he tricked them all <laughs> he tricked them all he got all these idiot investors idiot gm to give him billions of dollars for nothing and, and you know for and, nothing and now he's walking away a billionaire that's the easiest path to being a billionaire ever yeah. forget having to work hard build something that's meaningful no fuck that just lie and bullshit your way into saying you're gonna build a electric truck company and then when things don't work you say well i'm a billionaire so see ya yeah i made my money um, all right, so on a final, final note, um, and this I just read yesterday that I guess California signed, uh, Governor Newsom uh, signed a bill to basically um, limit new car production to just electric cars. By, yeah, 2035. By 2035. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you, you don't know, have faith in that? or No, because they don't even have a, a working electric grid. How are you going to have electric cars? <laughs> they have fucking power outages every day now. Yeah, I know. How are they going to have electric cars? Well, I mean, that that's up to him on the No, on it's the not donors. up to him. Well, Everybody was saying it. It's really ambitious and brave of Gavin Newsom to do something and commit to something that by the time it actually has consequences and will be in place, he'll be long fucking gone. Well, I know. I know. But not only that, he's saying... It'll be oh, some other governor's problem. Yeah, but they say, they say we have a pollution problem and they have these images of the wildfires and San Francisco orange no, sky No, you have a government competence problem. That's what you Yeah, have. I know. I know. They, they, this, this is an example of a Gavin state... Gavin Newsom cuts all the wildfire budgets right. of fighting budgets and prevention budgets and then says oh my god there's fires yeah and then there's all these fires are causing pollution so let's make the electric car companies Can or, I, or, or the or the uh, car manufacturers uh, convert to electric cars by 2035 like it's like a flip i was thinking about switch. this the other day think about like they talk about all the billions in damage that these fires do is there anything that it has better roi uh, the budget for the fire prevention thing was so comically low i mean we're talking not even Forget billions, forget even the hundreds of millions. It was like in the tens of millions. Yeah. And he cut it in half or something or cut it even more than that. And it's like, for if you if you need to raise the budget from 30 million a year to 100 million a year, 
which is nothing for California with the taxes they have. To spend $100 million a year to save billions and billions and billions in property in damage, damages, is that um, not the best cost. ROI that they have? Yeah. Why yeah. don't they just basically quadruple the firefighting budget and fire prevention budget? They know how to do it. And they if know you're, how to if do you're it. really so vulnerable to any situation, whether it's a fire, a shaking of the earthquake minor earthquake shake or something just put it underground or do something different don't have it all exposed i mean there's other options to put power grids that are not necessarily exposed to any fire that knocks on one pole blacks out the entire city you know there's other options and they but should the, have the whole about fire that. thing i mean we know how to prevent forest fires it's a, there's a very specific science to it there are experts in this and you basically do controlled burns. You mm -hmm. do, there's all types of things that you can do. Yeah. And they just cut the budget so they can't do it as much. I mean, just triple the budget. They're doing it by nature. They're having a herd immunity fire because at the end, there's not going to be anything else to burn. I mean, I mean just... you build cities like San Francisco basically in the middle of a forest, right? Because that's all, all surrounding San Francisco is like forest. And right. you have these dry grasslands and hills. Okay, so yeah, of course there's fires. Okay, it's natural. Yeah. But you know how to prevent them. This shouldn't be... This is not new. Fires have been around fucking forever, okay? California has been dealing with fires for 150 years since people started moving there. They know yeah. how to deal with them. Yeah. They just well, don't California have the has budget. a lot of issues, and that's part of the reason why a lot of people are leaving California these days. And, uh, and uh, I don't know, it's a, it's a shame because, I mean, California is a beautiful state. And uh, between the mayor of LA and, they're and the shutting governor... Down, they're shutting down their nuclear plant. Yes. So they're shutting... Even the one fucking big renewable energy thing, Newsom's shutting it down. They have a lot of issues, and we discussed them to death with between the homeless and this and that and all the laws. Anyways, I, I don't want to expand into that anymore. It was a closing note. So um, that's it for uh, today. Anything else, uh, David? That's it. All right, so next week, um, I'd like to uh, talk a little bit about well, actually, next week we'll have a little maybe recap of the debate, uh, which we started with. And then uh, we'll probably do a little more social media and some other topics that I wanted to iOS reviews and things like that. So if everything goes fine, depending on what else happens in the news. But until then, um, have a great time. And uh, thank you for watching, listening. And you just share this podcast or this video with one person. We'll really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.